buzz, 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 and welcome to the Yellow Jackets Hive. I'm Medium Melanie here with... And I'm Emily. And we are here with a specialty spill episode all about Teen Lottie Matthews. But before we dive in, um, we had some casting news this week. Uh, Emily, why don't you talk a little bit about the new Showtime Yellow Jackets casting news? So, as you can see from the picture, there have been three new additions to the cast. I'm pretty sure they're all in recurring roles, right? With the exception of, is Naya a regular or is she recurring too? I believe that they are all in recurring roles, yes. So we have Nicole Maines, Francois Arnaud, and Naya Sundaya have all been added to Showtime's season two of Yellow Jackets. And we're actually the most interested in, um, well, I guess we're equally interested in um, the one that's playing Lisa and the one that's playing um, Ben's boyfriend, Paul. Yes. And um, Naya is actually going to be a recast for yeah. So she's yeah. taking over another role, whereas the other two are new introductions. Um, they said that uh, Lisa, played by Mains, will be an associate of adult Lottie, who will be played by Simone Kessel. And uh, she's trying to recover from a past trauma. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Paul is, of course, Ben's boyfriend. So that opens up some doors for speculation. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we will talk about them soon enough. <laughs> we sure will. And um, in other news, speaking of Lottie, it was actually Courtney Eaton's birthday this week who plays Teen Lottie. How old did she turn, Emily? She turned 27. Yes, 27. To be 27 again. Goodness, I she know. was born on January 6th, 1996. That was a good year. Um, also the year Yellow Jackets is happening. So it's kind of yep. cute. Mm -hmm. um so on to our specialty spill uh again a specialty spill is an episode on a topic or a character or a concept from yellow jackets and today we're gonna dive deep into our spill with lottie matthews and also with a friend of the podcast oscar hello oscar hey guys how you doing good to be back we're good how are you doing okay you know um how how much further is it out? Like March 24th? Yep. March 24th. I think we're like 70-something days away now. So it's going by fast and slow at the same time. I think that, trailer, that trailer has to be coming soon. It has yeah, to be. That's going to be a busy day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And now we're going to be streaming after shows directly following the new season two episode. So we're really excited about that. And um, Oscar, your Yellow Jacket Showtime sweatshirt, very nice. Did you get that for Christmas or did you have it before? No, I bought it like way back when. I think it was like um, maybe November, October, something like that. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's very love good. it. Love yeah. it. Um, well, why don't we dive into Lottie's life? Let's start with Lottie as a child. Um, we actually got to see one of her scenes from childhood um, in 1989. And how did we know it was 1989? Well, they when they're in the car, her parents are discussing the Exxon Valdez oil spill, which happens in 1989. So... That puts them in 1989, obviously. It does. And she's sitting in the back seat with the My Little Pony. Nice little yeah. nostalgia moment there. Big mm -hmm. fan of My Little Pony. And they're driving in the car. And essentially, Lottie has some kind of, of vision or sense that something's going to happen and warns her parents and prevents them from getting in a car accident. Yeah. Which is interesting and opens up the door for discussion about Lottie and these visions. Um, you know, are they something that's a gift? Are they related to mental health? Uh, there's, you know, definitely a, a big discussion to have there. Um, Oscar, what are your thoughts on Lottie, um, maybe a potential mental illness, or or do you think that it's more of a gift? What are your thoughts? Um, well, like, because we saw in the pilot episode, like, that weren't, there were like two maids around her, and they brought her, one brought her the medication. And that yeah. Was um, I think I read like the other day, like it may be, she may have like schizophrenia or something like that. And like how, like, 
she got possessed in like a, it was episode five, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they like exacerbate that condition or like, um, you know, it, who knows what, who knows what else might do to that. Right. And it appears that the medication she's taking is loxapine, which is used to treat schizophrenia. So I think it is pretty safe to say that that's what she was diagnosed with. Um, but, you know, does the medication dull it? Does it, you know, make it stronger? I mean, obviously in the wilderness, she ends up being off of her medication. And, you know, another question we had was how much medication did she bring with her? Yeah. How fast did she run out? Did she like kind of squirrel it away and take a little bit at a time to spread it out longer? Or did she just like go cold turkey once it ran out? I don't know. She only had like six or seven pills in her hand when she looks to see how many she has left. So the, if they'd been out there for three days, that means she probably only had like 10 to 14 days worth of meds with her. So I really think she had just as much as she would need, like for how long they were going to be gone. And she obviously didn't expect to get in a plane crash. So she didn't expect to not have access to her meds. So I think she probably took it as prescribed until there was just no more. And then like, she just, she didn't know what to do. Absolutely. And, you know, even her parents were having differing opinions on, on, you know, what this affliction was, you know, her dad was definitely on the side of this is some kind of, you know, issue that needs a treatment with medication. And, you know, Lottie's mom was maybe not as, as hard on the medication side of things. But something interesting about this car accident scene is we see Lottie in the back seat again. She's got her My Little Pony. There was also a car accident scene shot in the same way with Sammy in the back seat. Of course, Ty and Simone's son. And I think there's something interesting about the way that they purposely shot that and the fact that both of those children are having some sort of some sort of issue. Yeah. Um, I mean, do we think that Sammy is is going to be like the new generation of of Lottie? Is that you know a comparison that we can make? What do you think, Oscar? Um, maybe something happened in the wilderness. I don't know because I know they split into like they split into two groups, right? Is it, it is it two or three or we don't even know yet? We assume two clans, but I mean it could be more. We we don't know. Yeah. Um, if if what I think. If what I think happens is true, um, if Ty goes on the side of Lottie, like if she goes to Lottie's side, there's probably like um, like some like some incantation or spell she puts on all the members of her group, like to to um, like uh, I guess have power over swear, them. Yeah, make them swear her allegiance to her or something like that. Mm. Right. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yes. Um, and, you know, speaking of like the parents here, what exactly do Lottie's parents do that allows them to have so much money to charter a plane for their daughter's soccer tournament and, you know, the maids and all that stuff? I mean, do we think it's tied into oil money, maybe? Like they mentioned the Exxon Oil Valdez. Emily, you were researching and did find there were some oil corporations in New Jersey, right? Yeah, there's a couple really big ones. And if they want to make it realistic, there are some in that general vicinity of the state, too. So, Right, which we assume to be northern New Jersey, close to New York, because yeah. there was a reference in there about, um, you know, going into the city. So, yeah, safe to assume it's northern New Jersey. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, a lot to unpack and, and hopefully we'll learn more about the state of adult Lottie. You know, is, is adult Lottie going to be medicated or is she, you know, running this cult? off of her meds and full like Lottie vision seer mode. I feel like if those leaked auditions that like we saw slash read, um, if they hold any water, I'm thinking she's not medicated as an adult. Right. And refresh us on those audition tapes. There was the one scene where adult Lottie was sitting in what seemed like a therapist office, right? Yeah, she was having a conversation with what I would assume was her therapist. And they actually talk about Travis, if I remember correctly. Um, she says that Travis like came to her recently and was seeking her help for something. And she said that it had to do with what they did when they were in the wilderness. And she doesn't do that anymore or something like that. But 
just the way the dialogue it makes it seem like she would not want to be medicated like almost being out there off medication like freed her in a way and made her realize like if she does have some type of a gift like that the medication dulls that gift and she doesn't want that to happen that's true um and it could also be possible that her experiencing that gift fully gives her these like delusions of grandeur maybe where mm -hmm. you know it, it's rising her on this self-made pedestal and um you know she she may like that feeling it, it gives her a feeling of power and you know maybe the medication does dull that and doesn't allow her to live to that full potential of the seer that she is yeah yes um now, Lottie and her relationships, something we found interesting was the Showtime Yule Log. Oscar, did you get a chance to watch the Yule Log on Showtime's YouTube channel? No, was that the, um, was that like the, the announcement for like when, when season two would start or was that something else entirely? Yeah, it's something else. Yeah, it's it's really just like a two hour video of um, like looking out into uh, into in front of where the cabin is, like the log where Jackie laid on, like when she died, that area of the outside of the cabin. And as the time passes, like you can see the symbol being scribbled on the inside of the window that it's looking out of, and there's three separate um, lines of dialogue in it. And one of them is tied. Well, first of all, I think the first one is Lottie. Like the first line, I think I, I couldn't decipher it like super well, but it was something like he gathers blessings or something along those lines. That's and it really sounds like Lottie. But the second one we know for a fact is Shauna. And she says, I don't, she says, I can't remember exactly what she says, but she says, I don't, oh, I don't. She, she said, I'm scared, Lottie. Everything feels out of control. Like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yes. And what I found interesting, and, and also Kaylee, friend of the podcast, uh, mentioned on Twitter, you know, when did Shauna start looking to Lottie for reassurance? And why would they be yeah. discussing things getting out of control? Um I personally didn't pick up on a very close relationship between Shauna and Lottie at all. I feel like, it, um, you know, after the death of her best friend and she's like, feels like extremely guilty about it. Like I feel, isn't it like a, a part of the grieving process to like try to latch out onto some, to someone you feel is like safe and like, you just yeah. trust them fully. Yeah. That sure could that be a part of it. I would have expected her and Ty maybe to come together a little more, but of course we're only going by snippets of a Yule log video. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, who knows, but uh, that is interesting because um, Emily, you know, you mentioned that typically Lottie wasn't like part of a, a clique within the team, maybe as much as yeah. some other girls were. Yeah. It just didn't seem like, like she was like overly close with anybody. Like, you know, Jackie and Shauna were attached at the hip. Ty and Van were obviously very close before the cr crash happened too. Um, and you see bonding between all the girls, but it just almost seems like she's on the outskirts of it. Like that she's not fully participating in it. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, maybe she, there was something there with Laura Lee because like with, with, during like that baptism in the lake. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And you know what? We had that down as one of the most foreshadowing moments, I believe, um, was the baptism. Yes, the baptism vision, uh, one of the many visions that Lottie had. Um, you know, she, Lottie, eventually had sought Laura Lee out in an attempt to kind of make sense to what's happening, maybe looking to see if she could explain it with her spiritual, you know, explanation. And, and they decided to do the baptism and what is Lottie's vision when she's underwater um, getting baptized in her vision. You want to, do you want to tell us Oscar? Do you remember? Wait, wasn't it like an explosion of some kind or like fire? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's when she like is about to come out of the water. Yeah. She sees like a fireball behind Laura Lee's head. 
Yep. And, and she also, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I'm sorry. Like, oh, no, you're totally good. Um, and she, she also sees the underground tunnels with all of the candles lit, which is interesting. And we've speculated before, maybe there is some kind of underground tunnel or mine or another group out there somewhere. And, you know, that's part of what she sees in that vision. Um, and again, she has a lot of visions. Um, we've taken some polls. One of our polls was, what do you think was Lottie's most foreshadowing moment? And she's got a few. Um, it starts out with, it doesn't feel right, right before Allie breaks her leg, before they're even in the wilderness. It didn't want him to leave when they find the plane, referring to Cabin Daddy. She says, I think it will keep you safe when Lottie gives Van the deer bone. And then she says, bad things happened here when they find the cabin. And this poll, bad things happened here, was the number one most foreshadowing moment. What do you think, Oscar? Which, which of those moments would you say was the most foreshadowing for how we ended season one? Or is there one that wasn't in there that you think is more foreshadowing? Um... Probably, probably like bad things happened here because like very strange to find a cabin in the middle of the woods like that. Like, and then like the only means of like leaving was the old plane, which, you know, was probably in like, uh, you know, a pretty good amount of disrepair given that it exploded. But yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like, didn't, didn't coach Scott say like, there was like, there was one lever action and like, thousands and thousands of rounds of ammunition like it was, mm -hmm. the guy was preparing for the apocalypse that's what he said yeah. so much ammo so much yeah. ammo. yes absolutely yeah <laughs> very, very strange i don't know i'm th i'm thinking maybe like he built he built the cabin there without knowing what who was there or what like maybe it was like like we, i think we talked about it the last time i was here like some maybe some like native american tribe or like some sect of some native american tribe and they, they went like they're like totally savage or something or they're like really into the really into the occult or spiritual and, and he didn't know that before he set foot on that land and built the cabin so maybe that's what the ammo was for i don't know it could be anything i mean it could be anything as with many different topics when it comes to yellow jackets they're very tricky and uh are very good at these red herrings and another thing with Lottie's, um, you know, sight, gift or whatever, uh, we did a poll and, you know, Lottie had foreshadowed much of what happened in season one throughout the course of the season. Does she have a gift? So 387 out of 850 people on Reddit answered yes, she does have a gift. 203 people answered no, she does not. 260 answered it could go either way. So I think most people do think it's a gift. Now, it depends how we use the word gift. Um, I think yeah. that in many cases, mental illness can be a gift because it, you know, you operate maybe a little differently and it, maybe it can be a superpower in, in this case for Lottie. Um, or, you know, maybe, maybe it is some kind of gift or spiritual. Yeah. Thing, which you know is again another another tbd but it seems most people think it's some kind of gift so yes. again it will be interesting to see what adult lottie is like is she medicated is she not is she having visions is she not hopefully some of those questions will be answered for us in season two one of those moments one of those foreshadowing moments happened while lottie was still medicated though the Which one when when she says that about Allie's leg, it doesn't feel right. She's still taking her medicine at that point in time. And she still has like, a, if you want to call it like a premonition. But Van also says at one point that like she predicted who homecoming queen was going to be. And she predicted a scandal with like two of the teachers at the school. So she clearly was still able to see something even while she was medicated. Which is interesting. And that, you yeah. know, could be a real game changer. You know, maybe the medication isn't strong enough or maybe she needs a different one or maybe it's something that cannot be controlled with any type of medication, yeah. which is maybe what I'm leaning towards. But again, we'll see. We'll see what happens in um, season two. You know, the seance was another one of those foreshadowing moments. Um, 
that in itself was telling, um, you know, a lot happens in such a short period of time and it starts out just being a fun game. And um, how does it end, Emily? Well, Lottie appears to be possessed as we met. We mentioned that before um, she starts speaking in French and the girls realize she took French in school. But Jackie said that Lottie sucked at French. So it didn't really make a whole lot of sense as to how she was able to like fluently put together sentences and stuff like that. Um, she kept repeating over and over. You must spill blood. At one point, Lottie grabs Shauna's arm and says to her, it's in you already. Which that moment really creeped me out <laughs> when that happened. Super creepy. Yeah. I mean, um, did she know that Shauna was pregnant at that point? No, right? Uh, like, it, that's what it made me think. It made me think, like, that she somehow knows because why else would she say that? But she says something similar to Nat um, the night of Doom coming. Like she says, it's in all of us, even him, even you. So it's not like she singles Shauna out and saying something like that. So maybe it has nothing to do with the pregnancy. Right. Or it could, we never know. But yeah. everything that Lottie says during that seance is, is incredibly foreshadowing. Um, you know, did the spirit of cabin daddy somehow infiltrate Lottie during the seance? Um, you know, and going back to you must spill blood or else, is that a reference uh, as to what happened to Travis the night of doom coming? And how did Lottie know that spilling blood would, um, you know, in turn provide them food? There's a lot of action during that seance. Uh, did you have any takeaways from the seance and Lottie's behavior, Oscar? Um, yeah, I mean, like when like you guys were talking about earlier, like she grabs Sean and says it's in you. Like, I don't think I don't think it was so much about the pregnancy. She she probably didn't know either either that it was like a, a, a luck a coincidence. But um, it's probably like she probably singled Shauna out as Shauna seems like the most. To everybody, not not to us, the audience, but to everybody else, probably like the most unassuming, probably the most, um, you know, like gentle person of the group. And then like, you know what, you know, that saying, it's like, it's always the quiet ones that can do like the most violent things or like yeah. extraordinary things. Like it was probably something like that. And then as time went on, by the time Dune coming comes, I think it's like late fall. They crashed in like early spring and it's like late fall at that point. Mm -hmm. by that point I think everybody just like all oh, their inhibitions are like, all right, I, I guess we'll just do what we have to do then. Like people were starting to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of other Lottie foreshadowing moments, we did mention the bad things happened here. And that was the one that most people thought was the most foreshadowing. Um, Lottie said that to Ty when they initially found the cabin. And we've heard from the showrunners that the Hunter's backstory uh, is something that we're going to get and that it might have like a shining type of vibe to it. Um, you know, we might get to learn more about his family, why they came to the cabin and what are the bad things that happened? Are they just the bad things that happened to cabin daddy? Like you said, Oscar, is there some sort of, um, you know, people on the land who've been there for, you know, years and decades and generations, uh, we don't know, but, you know, hopefully we'll get more of the cabin daddy backstory in season two. So hopefully that'll give us some more context for the bad things, what they were. I can't wait for cabin daddy backstory, by the way. Me either. Yeah, it's going to be, it, the, the rifle he kept was awesome too. Like uh, those, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like, like Terminator, like that, the second one, like his shotgun is kind of, it works the same way as that rifle. Like you can do like flips with it. Like if you're really good. Maybe maybe Nat can do something cool with that. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd be pretty stoked if that happened. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, we did an episode on the symbol, and there is a lot of symbolism in the show. One of the other foreshadowing moments was Lottie uh, giving Van the deer bone talisman and saying that it will keep her safe. You know, we have the heart necklace as a whole nother type of situation. But, um, Emily, tell us about you know, what Lottie thinks this is going to keep them safe from because she had a dream right before they left for the cabin. Yes. Uh, so as you just said, Lottie gives Van this deer bone and 
right before Ty, Van, Misty, Mari, and Akila all go to search for civilization, Lottie says that she has a dream of red smoke and a river of blood. And as we all know, the river of blood obviously is in reference to Van being attacked by wolves. And the red smoke is from when Thaisa shoots off the flare gun at the wolf when the wolf is attacking Van. So if you believe she has a gift, then she kind of did tell them what was going to happen in a sense. And maybe if Van kept that necklace on, maybe Van would have never been attacked. Like if it really... She was yeah. wearing the necklace and she was safe in the tree, not getting eaten by wolves. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> well, uh, another one of the foreshadowing moments was the mushroom trip, episode mm-hmm. nine, Doom Coming. Personally, my favorite episode. Uh, a lot of stuff happens during Doom Coming. Um, Emily, would you like to touch a little bit upon the mushroom situation? So, um, a lot happens when the wrong kind of mushrooms end up in the stew, making it hard to suss out what is premonition and what is the result of the mushroom trip. Lottie becomes, like, fascinated with this hollowed-out tree stump um, that, I don't know how to explain it, but she puts candles around it, and, like, it's almost like she, like, prays to it in a way. It's so strange. And... She has like one of her other, another foreshadowing moment. She says, something's coming. We won't be much longer. We won't be hungry much longer. And if you believe that was a premonition, that obviously came true and came to light when the next morning after June coming, the bear wanders into their camp and Lottie manages to kill it with the knife, which was crazy. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And the bear was not hobby, by the way. I'm just gonna say it I still can't believe people actually thought that I know I mean Oscar did you have any weird hobby theories about like him being the bear or did you think he was Adam any anything like that for you or not not so much no um so I think somebody made a good point I, I was reading I read a fanfic one time and uh somebody put forth the idea that he was a boy scout and like he knew what to do to survive on his own out there, and like it, either like they, they went out to find him, or he eventually came back on his own. Like that's what I, that's what I think is probably the most plausible thing. If, yeah, if he, I was gonna say if he's not dead already, but of course he's not dead. So right, unless of course he's in the cult, like the present day cult. I mean, you never know, right? Um, and you know, speaking of the cult, we actually did a couple of polls on how culty is Lottie. <laughs> Um, we had a few different ranges, but our Reddit poll with 440 votes said that Lottie is off the charts culty. <laughs> wow. Um, our Twitter poll, same results, off the scale, a little bit less votes, but uh, the second amount of votes came in a, a 7 to 10 on a scale of cultiness. So I gave uh, her a 7 to 10. 7 to 10? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wonder if she does the cult as a full-time job. Does she need a part-time job? Is it a business like disguised as a cult, like a pyramid scheme, maybe? What are your thoughts on the cult, Oscar? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, like maybe you said, uh, Melanie, it could be like a, uh, a business, like a, a front for it or like probably not but like i think it'd be really cool like maybe it could be like a a pmc or something like that i don't know if you guys do you guys know what that is Mm -mm. like like mercenaries okay like maybe it could be something like that i don't know like the symbol is on like guys is like armor or like helmets or something like that i don't know she could probably afford it since she comes from money so right Is it a family business? Are her parents involved in the cult? And maybe did they have a part in the plane crash to use as a recruiting opportunity? Probably not. But hey, I just had to throw it out there anyway. Um, But I've seen some like pictures and like posts on like Instagram stories from like the older cast from filming, like just like when Juliette Lewis like takes pictures of the area that they're in, like where they're filming. It looks very rural. It looks like it looks like they're on a farm almost, honestly. 
and they have like there's like a from what I've seen in the pictures, there's like a big property and then they have like a greenhouse. So I feel like she probably created like a little community almost like that could like sustain itself. So that way, like she doesn't ever have to leave. Right. And, you know, Oscar, to your point about mercenaries, I mean, Nat's kidnapper at the end was wearing the necklace and I mean, they, they kidnapped somebody. So we don't know what's going to happen to Nat. We don't know if she's going to die or not. Probably not. I can't imagine them killing a main character in season two, but um, I mean, maybe there's something to that. Maybe they are, you know, mercenaries in some way. Let's not forget about Travis's death. You know, Travis, I don't believe killed himself. No way did he hoist himself up there. No way did he have those wax spots and, you know, Misty put the puzzle together after Travis's death. I mean, for me, it's totally cult related and and they use some sort of uh, ceremony, sacrificial, whatever they were doing out in the woods in, in the present day. And maybe that's what Lottie was talking about in her therapy session, you know, doing the things that they used to do. But why would Travis be coming to Lottie for that? Yeah. I I have no explanation why he'd live off the grid and then seek her out. Or maybe they sought him out. Or maybe he was part of the cult the whole time. Unless Javi is alive and Javi is a part of the cult, then maybe that would be a reason why Travis would go to her. Maybe um, maybe, uh, Javi, like, would try to join the cult and, like, Lottie, uh, Lottie was Lottie put forth like the the stipulation that okay you can join but you have to kill Travis like like a, a soul for a soul or something oh, like that. Wow, I didn't even think about that. That would be no. like next level. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one, Oscar. I like that. You know what? We'll send you a mug if that comes true. How does that sound? <laughs> All right, that sounds dope. I love it. All right, yeah. <laughs> we'll just you know keep track. Hit us up if if that comes to pass. We'll see. Um, you know, the other thing with Lottie is, is she or is she not the <laughs> antler queen, right? Um, I mean, there's a lot of foreshadowing, as we mentioned. She's wearing the antlers at Doom Coming. We've got the shot with her in the cabin standing with the antlers very prominently placed behind her. But there have been some other theories out there. Our friend Kaylee had mentioned, you know, that there's a rotating antler theory out there which would mean that each time they have a sacrifice or perform the ceremony, one of the girls takes on the role of antler queen. It's maybe not the same person each time. What do you guys think about that? I go like back and forth as to whether I think that's like plausible or not, because I can't picture Shauna doing anything other than being the butcher. So like I can never picture Shauna as the antler queen. I, it's like, she wasn't there when they shot the guns. So that always like really stuck out to me that she was the only yellow jacket not present when they were learning how to use firearms. Unless that was just to like highlight a moment with Javi, which is like what happened. But I felt like that was because she's not a hunter and she sticks to her role as the butcher. I, I believe in the pilot. She's the one that we see slitting the girl's throat when we see pit girl being strung up in the, in the tree. That makes the most sense to me, especially with the rabbit that she chins, uh, she chins, she skins <laughs> from chin to anus. I think it makes a lot of sense for her to be the yeah. butcher. Uh, no, we will be doing an episode on the cannibal council. So we will dive a little bit deeper into that. We did take a poll on Twitter asking if people think Lottie is the antler queen And 63% of people responded, yes, no doubt, whereas 36% responded, it could be someone else. Oscar, do you 100% think Lottie is the antler queen or no? Um, I kind of go back and forth on it because it's like, in one sense, like it, it, it makes total sense that she is, but like, if, if we, we kind of like, if you kind of look at how things things are going down in the forest, it's like maybe eventually it, it is like a kind of like a, a rotating kind of thing, probably like to, to throw other people off of like who it really is, especially like especially like say if, if someone say if Ty wanted to be the antler queen and she knew Lottie was, 
uh, if Lottie passed out to somebody else, like maybe maybe throw the trail off or something. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it could go either way. We see Misty taking off her mask. So she's the only person that we like know 100% is in the Cannibal Council, even though we can safely assume the rest of the survivors are as well. But yeah. I mean, can you picture Misty being the antler queen, though? I mean, she'd love the power trip of it all, but I just can't picture her being in a leadership role. No. Or the girls letting her be in a leadership role. Yeah, absolutely not. No way. I, I love her. It goes back to that saying, like, give uh, give somebody power and they'll show you who they really are. Even though Misty already shows people who she really is, but like probably even more so if she got yeah. that power. Right now, maybe when they separate into clans and, you know, maybe that maybe the council is a smaller council, you know, maybe Misty and Van would jump into that antler queen role because we know they're Lottie's earliest followers. Of course, they're the first two we see to actually bow down to her. Um, but I, I can't wait to see who the cannibal council is, who's in what role. Do they rotate? Is it one antler queen for all for the entire thing? Yet another Yellow Jackets mystery that we will hopefully have an answer to at some point. I'm really hoping, like, that in the season two premiere, like, they show us more of the pit girl scene. But, like, either, like, what happens right before she falls into the pit or, like, what happens after, like, they string her up in the tree. Like, give us a little bit more context to that moment. Because I know we're not going to get that moment for a little while. Like, I don't know if we'll get it at all in season two. So I think it would be really cool if, like, every season they showed us, like, a little snippet of that. And then, like, at the end, you see it all tie together and you see it all happen, like, in real time. Absolutely. I would love if they open season two with a continuation of that, just like they open season one in the pilot. I think that would be a really powerful and consistent way to open the season, which, gosh, I cannot wait for March 24th. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, it's funny, though, with Pit Girl, because at the beginning of the season, I thought Pit Girl was going to be Lottie before all of the other foreshadowing moments. Um, yeah. Now I kind of think it's Mari, although, you know, there could be an adult Mari cast that we don't know about. Um, Oscar, did you ever think Lottie was pit girl or was she just not even a candidate for that ever for you? No, it's like, I didn't, when I, when I first got into the show, I didn't really give much thought to it, but you know, looking back now and like, you know, thinking about everything that's happened, it's, it's probably either Mari or like one of the, one of the unnamed yellow jackets. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. It makes sense. It could be Crystal, this new uh, friend of Misty's who they cast for season two. But then again, Crystal may not even be in the wilderness. We may get Crystal's story for prior to the plane crash to see, you know, one of Misty's closer relationships. Or maybe she is part of the team and maybe she is in the wilderness. I think she is part of the team. I mean, is she like in the wilderness, though? Because she was a JV player, right? So... I'm pretty sure she was in that picture that they released where they're like all looking at like what we think is fire. Okay. All right. That's right. Okay. Good point. Good but point. I think she's JV, so I don't think that she like plays with the team. Right. Okay. All right. Um, and you know, Allie back to her really quick, you know, that foreshadowing moment where Lottie says, you know, something, something isn't right when Allie, um, you know, gets her leg broken or it doesn't feel right. Um, you know, I think for me, when that happened, I, it was like, it wasn't really early foreshadowing moment, but Allie really dodged a bullet there in terms yeah. of like not ending up in the wilderness. And they talk about the trauma bond and all that. But can you imagine if she actually was there in the wilderness, yeah. and, like how annoying she would be? I mean, I could not even be around her. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have given her to like maybe see, you know what? I would have, I would have given her until like when, when did the wolf attack happen? I think it was episode seven. Mm -hmm. episode eight. Yeah, I believe so. She probably would have gotten mauled like, like Vance still would have got like messed up, but she would have got mold. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, Lottie has a lot of good dialogue throughout the show. Um, one of her most notable quotes, we let the darkness set us free. And I mean, that's another foreshadowing moment, right? Yeah. What, 
I mean, she knows it's darkness and setting them free. Does that mean protecting them? Does that mean giving them food so they can survive? Like, what does that mean? What does the darkness set us free mean? Do you guys have any ideas on that? Mm -hmm. Like, that makes me more inclined to think that, like, this is supernatural. Like, what's happening out there to them is supernatural. And she knows that there's some kind of a force out there that is quote unquote messing with them or like interfering with their time out there. And that would kind of almost bring it back to like what you said, Oscar, about like the possibility of it being like Native American land or something like that. Like maybe the land is cursed or something along those lines. And for some reason, Lottie has like that intuition and she knows and she can feel it more so than any of the other girls that are there. That could definitely be. Um, Oscar, any thoughts on that? Um, well, I think I think what that means is like kind of the only way the only way out is through. Ooh. And like by mm -hmm. that, what I mean is like if you want if they want to like escape, you know, where they are, they're going to have to embrace like, you know, the depravity, the the madness, all that stuff to make it through so that they, they can they survive long enough to make it through to the other side. Mm. Right. Absolutely. That's a really good, um, really good thought. I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, another line that I personally loved from Lottie was the TJ Maxx line. <laughs> so they're all kind of going through talking about, you know, maybe like Laura Lee talks about, you know, maybe she caused all of this because what did she cheat on a test or I forget what she it called, was. She called her piano teacher a bad word. <laughs> In her head though, right? Like she didn't even say it out loud. I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so Lottie then says, you know, something that she did that was a little like evil or whatever. She said, I steal shitty clothes from TJ Maxx. I return them and I get a credit that I never use. And I have thousands of dollars in TJ bucks. And <laughs> for some reason that just cracked me up. I love that line. I've always been a TJ Maxx shopper myself. And I, I just thought that was funny. First of all, that the girls think that anything that they could have done, you know, got them landed here, but also like as if TJ Maxx bucks would be like enough of bad karma to, you know, <laughs> an entire plane full of teenagers. Are there any lines, Oscar, or moments? Like what's your favorite Lottie line or Lottie moment from season one? Um, probably when she tells Jackie she doesn't matter anymore. It's like shoves her in the pantry or the closet or, or, or whatever it is. I think yeah. it's a closet. Yeah, that's it was kind of like. Um, that was intense. Yeah, I guess like she saw Jackie as like a sacrifice at that point. Mm. Right. Out of it that way. And it was like a three part process, Jackie's death. You know, Misty first accused uh, Jackie of not buying into the whole bear thing and giving thanks. You know, Lottie had, you know, put her in the closet during Doom coming. And then the final blows, of course, were, you know, Shauna and Jackie getting in a fight and then her dying. But in terms of the bear and um, that line of dialogue, so um, they get the bear. Lottie says a prayer before they eat it. She says, for this gift from the wilderness, we give our thanks. To the spirit of the bear who sacrificed so we could survive, we give our thanks. To the ancient gods of the sky and the dirt, we give our thanks. And I, I think that's, you know, really interesting, again, that, you know, Jackie doesn't buy into it and, and Jackie dies. But there's a lot of, of meaning in that line. Um, yeah. I, I just, you know, the bear thing and the symbolism, I was just actually trying to look for the picture of her holding up the bear heart, but I did not pull that photo, so I will not show that. But um, what what are some other lines along that that Lottie says that um, are foreshadowing Emily? She also, at one point, when Jackie goes down to the lake to get water, she finds Lottie um standing in the water in her pajamas and she says Lottie aren't you cold and Lottie says yes actually I thought it'd be warmer so I always felt like that was foreshadowing of Jackie dying because Jackie freezes to death um maybe it could have another meaning but that's what I always thought I mean obviously after watching season one as a whole and watching it again that's what I thought because again like 
watching it through the first time, like you might not realize that these moments are even foreshadowing. Like I, the first time I watched when she says it doesn't feel right about Allie's leg, that completely went over my head and I like didn't think anything of it. But when I rewatched it, I was like, okay, maybe this, maybe this is another one of those moments that we just didn't realize that it was happening. Absolutely. I mean, that's definitely every time you rewatch, I feel like you pick up on new things and different things and, you know, apply meaning to them. Oscar, how many times have you rewatched Yellow Jacket season one? Um, I only went through, well, how it, how it happened was I saw the first, the first episode on YouTube. I got, I got, um, you know, hooked. Then I was like going back and forth on buying Showtime for it. And I'm like, you know, what? I'll just bite the bullet and buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat through it. I made it through it like in like two days. And then afterwards, like I, uh, I haven't, I haven't really watched it since like, um, like maybe like snippets of it, but I don't know. Like, I guess like what, what happens to Shauna is like, I, like I, I, I identify a lot with her, like my teen self would, you know, not, not screwing your, your best friend's <laughs> SO behind your back. Like I, I wouldn't do that, but never. I identify a lot with her and it's like seeing what she went through, especially I, I, it's like, I don't know. Like it, I just, I don't like the feeling it gives me. I don't know what it is. It's it's uncomfortable for me. So, yeah, yeah, totally get that. I mean, there's a lot of uncomfortable, dark moments in season one, and from what I hear and from what the cast is saying, they're saying season two is going to be even more wild. Uh, which episode, Emily, did they mention specifically that was like the craziest one? Was it episode two or six? They've said a little bit about both. Like I know some of the older cast said that they read episode one and they were like this is good but then they read episode two and they were like this is insane but I think Sophie Nelise was talking about episode six when she said that they have to do something that was really hard for her to do and like she even talked to it about like talked about it with her therapist like what they had to do in the show so I was thinking maybe that means it has something to do with the baby but I feel like that's still early for something to happen with the baby unless she does go into like premature labor which could happen right i mean it, it could be anything yeah i yeah. think in my opinion i think it's either like like a full-on like abortion maybe this time it's it, maybe this time it's successful in the cabin or it's like an attempted suicide scene because of you know what happened to jackie like either one of those would be pretty rough to try to shoot especially with everybody watching you too like yeah right or i mean maybe it's the first time that they eat a person i don't know that could be will they eat a person in season two are they that desperate yet i mean you assume the bear meat is gonna you know provide them for a while lottie even says we won't be hungry much longer and i assume if they you know treat this bear meat properly they should have a pretty good supply hopefully to get them through the winter but I don't know. I mean, what, what season do you guys think they're going to start eating people? Mm. Like a season two, too soon, too soon. Maybe not. Um, Probably toward either towards the end of season two or like at the start of season three. That's, that's where I'm going to place it. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a safe, a safe assumption. I feel like we could have like a whole thing in Vegas where we bet on yellow jackets things like <laughs> things and things happening. I mean, there's just so many different avenues. We've talked about, you know, bingo card before, figure out how to do that. But um, I mean, we've all got our theories. It's one of the best parts about the show, I think. Um, yeah. One of the other foreshadowing moments we mentioned before was when Lottie said it didn't want them to leave. Um, she says that line when they find Cabin Daddy's plane And, you know, again, one of the biggest foreshadowing moments, she's referencing Cabin Daddy. Um, So the plane didn't allow them to leave. When the girls went on the expedition and Van got attacked by wolves, that did not allow them to leave. Um, So, you know, there's obviously some kind of force working here preventing them from leaving. Um, Do you think they're going to try to leave again? Or do you think that the rescue is is going to be, you know, somebody else coming to them? Yeah. I don't think that after 
after Van almost dies, I think that like will scare them enough to stay put. And I feel like if Coach Ben was in better shape, it might be a different story because like he might go off as the adult there and try to get help. But obviously he can't do that because he only has one leg. So he's leaving it up to them to provide and survive. And I just feel like that happening would scare like the shit out of them. And they, any other attempt would have to be like really well thought out, really well planned. But I think that rescue comes to them. I don't think that they seek it. I think that they're somehow found by someone. Oscar, do you agree with that? Yeah, probably. I mean, who knows? They might, they might try one more time out of like extreme desperation at this point. It's like, you know, you don't care what happens to you. If you can find somebody like whatever, if you lose a hand, a finger, whatever, it doesn't matter to you. But uh, I'm probably leaning towards, I probably stay towards the cabin. Cause it's like, I always thought like if there, if the hunter had like a few more weapons lying around, like, like guns, even possibly better guns, like better, better than a lever action, maybe like a semi-auto or something. Um, like they'd have a better chance of getting out. But then again, like the gun might misfire and might jam because of the whole supernatural thing. So it's hard to say. Right. I mean, they're lucky that that first gun works in the first place, given how old it is. I mean, obviously the skeletal remains of cabin daddy have been there for quite some time. Um, so it's good. The gun did fire and that the airplane did start up, which I think both of those may be a little suspension of disbelief because let's face it, it probably wouldn't have happened in real life, but works for the show. So, um, yeah, I I think it's like safe to assume that he would have been in the cabin, like in the set, like the late seventies, like early eighties, like, because, the porn that they find in the cabin looks like 70s style porn. And um, they say they think somebody had been there like a decade ago. So I'm thinking like he, the last time he was there and alive was like in the early 80s. I Just think context clues. Yeah, 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 that is definitely a safe bet. Um, and again, hopefully we get more Cabin Daddy backstory and we can learn more about whatever this darkness is, what's keeping them here, what exactly killed Cabin Daddy. Did he kill himself? Probably not, because I think he'd be positioned differently and not holding the gun. But um, either way, we know that there are forces at play out in the wilderness. We know that Lottie has definitely foreshadowed a lot of things and put a lot of different things out there. Um, We do feel that she's the shaman or the seer visionary of the group and, you know, fits that role, plays that archetype very well. Um, Any last thoughts, Oscar, on Lottie? Anything you would like to see from Simone Kessel in season two for adult Lottie? Uh, Any other thoughts on teen Lottie or her childhood or any other Lottie thoughts? Um. I don't know. Like, I think we've seen like as much as they'll give us for Team Lottie, like for now, like they're, they're, they're keeping it pretty close to the vest, it seems like. But um, I, I really think adult, adult Lottie will be exciting because of like what, like the, all the possibilities of what, what, what it could be. Like, could, could it be like a front or like what, um, like what was said before, like the whole commune like farm thing or is it like is it like a kind of like a pmc maybe like mafia style contract killings who who knows what do they want with nat what do you think they want with nat like what any thoughts on that um probably because either like she's probably like the strongest or the most brash and that's how she's always been like even before the crash she was like that or maybe it, it has something to do with her like her drug addiction like right. she's, yeah. you know, rehabilitated now, but may, maybe it has something to do with that. Like maybe, maybe Lottie can exploit it or something to further her own goals. 
Yeah, I mean, it's interesting the timing that the cult members just bust in and kidnap her right as she's about to pull the trigger and kill herself. So, you know, did they have a hidden owl diffuser camera equivalent in the room as well? Were they watching her? How did that timing match up so well? There's a lot of questions in, in the whole kidnapping scenario. Um, that moment, like in the show, when she's being kidnapped and you hear Susie say, who the fuck is Lottie Matthews? Like, I will never forget that moment watching that the first time. Like I had goosebumps like the size of dinner plates because nobody suspected that. Like that was the last thing that you suspected. And I just looked at my husband and I'm like, Lottie, are you kidding me? Oh my God. Oh my God. And you know, that brings me back quickly to the note that Travis left probably for Nat that said, tell Nat or tell, tell Nat she was right. Um, what was she right about? Um, you know, I, I feel like there's something telling in that note as well. Or was it not even directed at Nat, you know? Or did it say, tell Nat she was right or tell mm -hmm. her she was right? Yeah. It was tell Nat she was right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's possible that he could have meant that Lottie was still alive. And for some reason, they thought she was dead. That's just like one of the possibilities that I've thought it could mean. Right. Which two adult yellow jackets are you most excited to see together? For me, it's going to be Ty and Van. I cannot wait to see the moment when Ty and Van come back together in the adult timeline. I mean, maybe they've been working together this whole time and we didn't know it. Maybe Van was somehow involved in this whole alter Ty setup. So for me, those are my two. But what about you guys? Who, what two adults are you looking forward to most seeing like together for the first time? For the first time? It would probably have to be Ty and Van, too, because, I mean, I absolutely love Misty and Nat together. Like, their duo is probably, like, my favorite, the adults, Misty and Nat. Like, they're just hilarious, and I love all the scenes that they have with each other. But, yeah, definitely, like, adults that we haven't seen yet, Ty and Van. But I'm also interested to see Van and Lottie interact, because from what we've seen of adult Van it doesn't seem like she's still a part of Lottie's group. So something has to happen that causes Van to like fall out of allegiance with Lottie. So I'm really curious to know what that is. Yes. What about you, Oscar? Probably, probably like when they reveal to us, like what happens, like where Nat is and if like she's with Lottie. So like, I guess Nat and Lottie, yeah. I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it'd be like, a kind of thing where it's like she's Nat is tied to a chair, like and with a bag overhead, and like she gets it ripped off, and and Lottie's like, well, "How you doing? You know, I haven't seen you in a while. I thought we thought we catch up. I, like I feel like that'd be pretty funny." Talk about a reunion now. Those two together, absolutely. That would be a very strong start to the season as well. You know, they start with like another pit girl reveal type thing, give us a little more insight. And then we flash to, you know, Nat and Lottie in the first scene together of season two. For me, that would be perfection. I would love that. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited. Now that you say that, Oscar, I'm really excited to see Nat and Lottie like interact as adults too. Yes. And, and I mean, all of them, right? Like Lottie and Shauna, you know, Lottie and Misty, like how have their relationships evolved over the years? Have they had any contact with each other? Um, yeah. You know, at one point they reference, you know, have you heard from the others? And, you know, no, the others, we've not heard from them in a long time. So did they have some contact? Did they not? I don't know. It could go so many ways. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, um, Oscar, anything else you would like to share on Lottie before we say goodbye to you? Um, it's going to it's going to be like totally well, not totally unrelated. But so you guys you guys know the still of like when Lottie's holding like, I, I guess, or when uh, Melanie brought it up earlier, the, the, the picture of her like staring ahead with the quote next to her head. Mm, yes. Let the darkness set us free. Yeah. Yes. Have you guys seen that? Do you, yeah, that one. Do you guys know about that kind of like, I don't know if it's like a meme that people do, but it's like they kind of Photoshop a, a big grin on people's faces. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, I've seen it. People, it's so people funny. Have it, people have done it to that still. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. I've not seen that. No. Oh, yeah. I'm missing out. I'll I'll send it in the chat. It's it's pretty. It's part funny, it's funny. part part funny, it's part like scary. Him scary. Yeah. 
<laughs> a little scary. Yeah, please send that our way. I would love to see it. Um, and, you know, Oscar, we cannot thank you enough for joining us today. It is always fun to have our fan friends on to unpack and dive deep into these specialty spill episodes. And uh, we hope you'll join us again at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I, I, I really enjoy being a part of this. Um, I don't know, like this, this is a rotation kind of thing, right? Because like maybe I, I don't know if it's possible to get on one more time before uh, the, the new season starts. So. Yes, we are going to have a Hive Hangout, so we can definitely uh, keep you in the loop with that. Uh, it'll be kind of a fan panel type of thing where we discuss the trailer once it's dropped. Um, and there may be another opportunity as well. So we'll just kind of keep our dialogue open. And um, again, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we will see you again soon, we're sure. All right. Thank I'll you. see you guys soon. Thanks for having me so awesome. much. Thank you Thanks, so much. Oscar. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. I always like yeah. having fans join us. It gives a different perspective, especially a guy. I mean, because we're girls. Yeah. So it's always good to get the male perspective on everything. Um, yeah. And Oscar's great. I mean, he had a lot of good things to share about Lottie. And I, I feel like we spilled pretty well. Do you think that there's anything we missed, Emily? Mm, I don't think so. I think we covered everything that we wanted to cover. I think so, too. I think the big takeaways for Teen Lottie are the fact that she either has some kind of a gift or a mental illness that is providing her these visions. Yeah. Uh, Lottie was the machine for foreshadowing many different things uh, from the start of season one to the end. And, you know, we, we end the season with who the fuck is Lottie Matthews? So... I mean, you know, she plays such a big part in it. I would imagine, like we just talked about, you know, she's got to be somewhere in the opening 10 minutes of season two, I, I would think. And I yeah. can't wait. Um, Simone Castle, of course, is going to be playing adult Lottie. Um, this is a photo of her Instagram from her filming up in Vancouver. I am so excited to see uh, what she brings to the role of Lottie and like how her and Courtney have worked together to try to kind of get yeah. on the page. I'm looking forward to reading more on that and just seeing her on screen. You know, we, we saw her picture with the other adult yellow jackets, but we really haven't seen like we saw pictures of adult man. We have not seen that from adult Lottie yet. Yeah, it makes me think that they're going to release something because they're introducing two new, not new, but new adults to the cast that are very important. And they've already done like a special photo shoot for one of them. So why not the other one? Yes. You know, one thing with Showtime is they're so smart with their promotional cycle. They're very strategic with the times that they're releasing all of this um, casting news, the promotional things, the Yule log, they had the Yellow Jackets Marathon, which of course we did a live tweet along for, which was super fun. Thanks to everyone who joined us for that. So uh, I think you're right. I think, you know, the next part of the cycle will probably be Adult Lottie Unveil. I know Twitter was like went crazy when the van photos came out. So oh, yeah. um, I imagine the same exact thing will happen once we see some context for adult Lottie. Like, yeah. What is she going to be wearing? Is she like business is she casual? Be wearing purple? Active wear purple, like purple scrubs. Like, I mean, there's, there's just so many things I cannot wait to find out about Lottie Matthews. And we should note that because they say who the fuck is Lottie Matthews, she probably didn't get married. Right. Or yeah. maybe if she did, she, she may not have taken the maiden name or taken his name and kept her maiden name because she's like a powerful, you know, person. But um, I speculate she's not married. She's still single. There was some theories on Reddit where people were saying they think that um, she married either Javi or Travis. Ooh, really? Yeah. I've heard the Javi one. But the Travis one, really? If she was married to Travis, then that would have given her access to his bank account. Right. But, but right. I think that it's more likely that she gained access through Hobby. At least that's my theory that I'm going to hold on to until it's disproven. 
Absolutely. And, you know, we've got lots of theories. Speculating is basically our favorite hobby. We both consider ourselves to be citizen detectives, especially when it comes to yellow jackets. And uh, this was a really fun specialty spill episode. Yeah. Our next one will be on Coach Ben. Cannot wait. Yes, I know that there's some people out there that are really excited for us to talk about Coach Ben, just like they were excited for us to talk about Jeff, because like we said, like this show really is like, there's a lot of women in the cast and women in the forefront, and there's a lot of women fans, so it is nice to talk, like get a guy's perspective, and I know the guys who watch and listen will appreciate that too. Absolutely. It is a very female forward, female centric show, character driven by those characters. And it is fun to explore the male characters because they're there for a reason. They play an important role and it will be very exciting to speculate more on Coach Ben, especially now that we know we will see his boyfriend, Paul, in some capacity in season two. So cannot wait for that. Um, I feel like we've we've spilled all of it on Teen Lottie. Emily, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah? yeah well. We covered it pretty well. We have. And we'd like to thank all of our watchers, all of our listeners. Um, Oscar for joining us. Our friend Phoenix, who's sitting backstage hanging out watching us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, hi, babes. We appreciate you all. Yes. Until we spill again. <laughs>